So the Vilna Gain on Parshas Vayetze says a very important yisait, something that we should always try to remember. On the Pasuk, Parachavtes Pasuk Yodalad, Vayemer Loi Lavan. Lavan says to Yaakov Avinu, Ach, Atzmi Ubisari Ata. You are my relative. Atzmi Ubisari literally means you are my bone and you are my flesh. But loosely translated, it means that we're related, we're, we're close of kin. So listen to the Gainus of the Gain. The Vilna Gain, immediately when he sees these words, he thinks of a Gemara, Nida, Lamed Aleph, Lamed Aleph. And the Gemara says as follows, Taner Abonan, Shleisha Shutvim Yesh Ba'adam. There are three partners in man. HaKadosh Baruch Hu There's Hashem, there's a person's father, and there's a person's mother. Those are the three partners that every single person has. And Hashem, of course, puts in the neshama into a person, but there is a breakup of what is contributed by the father versus the mother. Chazal tell us a major uh, you know, revelation of biology, and that is what is the father contributing to the creation of the child, of the fetus, and what is the mother? And the Gemara says, Aviv Mazriya Halayven well, the father is Mazria, um, the Zara that comes out of him to produce a child. And that whiteness of the Zara, uh, from that comes the bones, the Atzamis. Imai and the mother, Mazras Oidem. She, her ovulation or the egg that comes out of her to form the child is Oidem. That is uh, red. Shamimeno ar ubasar. So the white of the of the uber, the bone comes from the father. That's the bone. The bones are the are the contribution of the father's leaven, and the mother who has the red part of the equation. So anything red in the uh, in the human body comes from the mother. So the ar, the flesh, which is I guess it's reddish, and, uh, and ubasar, and the, the skin, and the flesh, all of that is, has a redness to it, and that all comes from the mother. Nimtza l'fizeh, says the Vilna beautiful, that according to this, there's three partners in man, and the bone comes from the father, and the flesh comes from the mother, l'fizeh, Mishu karav mitzat av who nikra etzem echad. If a person uh, is a relative from your father's side, so you would be called an etzem, a bone, because the father represents the bone. In the, so therefore, when you say atzmi, that's a reference to anything from the father's side. Any paternal relationship that we have, if we share the same father, if we're brothers from the same father, or our grandfathers are from our, our paternal grandfathers, you know, are the same. So we would be called etzem. We are, we're bone. We're, we're together bone, because that is the, that's the legacy of the father's side of the equation. 
Let's say we're not related from the father, so we're only related from our mothers. Okay, let's say our mother, uh, we have a common mother or common grandmother from a mother's side. What would we be called then? We would be called Hunikra Basar Echad. That's called Basar Echad. We'd be one flesh because the flesh is the legacy that the mother gives. Lachain, says the Gain, Lavan Shahaya Karev Yaakov Mitzara Av, Lavan, who was a relative of Yaakov Avinu, Mitzad the father, Tainu Mitzad Yitzchak, Ki Avram Menachayachim. So Avram and Nachar were brothers. So Lavan was saying to Yaakov that we are related from our father's side because uh, we're cousins, right? Avram and Nach were brothers. So they were like, what was that, second cousins? That's second cousins, right? So because they both, Avram and Nach were brothers, and then you go down two generations, and there would be Yaakov and, and Lavan. So they were, so Lavan is saying to Yaakov, hey, listen, we are relative mitzad, our fathers, that's atzmi. Atzmi is what the bone that comes, that our fathers uh, created us from. Umitzad ha'em, and also, says Lavan, we're also related from the mother's side. Why? Dainamitzad Rivka, because who was Lavan's sister? Rivka. And who was Yaakov Avino's mother? Rivka. So Yaakov Avino was a nephew of Lavan, and that's from the mother's side. So that's Besari. Amar Yaakov. That's why Lavan says to Yaakov, Ach, Atzmi u Besari Ata. You are Atzmi and you're Besari. You are both Dinim. You're not just my Etzem, you're not just my Basar. You're both. You're Atzmi u Besari because we're related paternally and maternally. And so that's why the Vilna Gain says that there is both alluded to in this Pasuk. This is what Lavan meant when he said to Yaakov, Ach, Atzmi Uvesariat, which is, it's fascinating just because the way the Vilna Gain plugs that in, but would also, it, you know, it just struck me that it shows how brilliant Lavan himself was. Meaning, he, this is the Vilna Gain's uptitch of, of what Lavan said. He's tightening up what Lavan says, explaining what Lavan said. That means that Lavan must have known this Gemara in Nida, and Lavan, when he said, he wasn't, this isn't just shtick that the Vilna Gain is saying, hey, I have a good, I have a good chap to say in love. This must be, yeah, the, the Gain is saying this is what Lavan meant. That means Lavan, as much, again, like when, as much as we sort of like all these characters in the Torah, many of them get a really bad rap, right? Uh, Lavan and Esav, and, but we've spoken about it a lot, I think, this year, that really Asa was a very big Talmud Chacham, and Lavan also was a big Talmud Chacham. They were misguided, but they were tremendous Talmud Chachamim. They knew, they knew, if the Vilna Gain is saying a pshat in what Lavan says, then you could be guaranteed that Lavan himself knew this pshat, and he is also a Gain on his own level. Obviously he wasn't, he didn't have the Kedusha of the Vilna Gain, but he was definitely a Gain himself. And the Gain continues and he says, This is what 
the Pasuk in Nivrayam Aleph means when it says, Vayikvitsu kol Yisrael el David chevreina, that all of Klai Yisrael gathered to David HaMelech in the city of Chevron, Lamar, saying, Hine atzmecha uvesarcha nachnu. Klai Yisrael sent, they gathered around David and they proclaimed to him that, Hine atzmecha uvesarcha nachnu. We are your, they, I guess they wanted to say that we are your servants because they were, uh, they were declaring him as, uh, as their king, but we are your bone and we are your flesh. It's a funny thing to say. Could have said we are your kravim. What does it mean we are your bone and we are your flesh? Dine dayig, Amr al-David, but we know the Gemara Yavama that says that dayig said about David, before you start asking any questions uh, about whether or not he is appropriate to be the king of Kal Yisrael, Sha'al im Roy Lovibakal. First, check out if he's Roy Lovibakal. Maybe he's not even a, a kosher person to enter into the into Klal Yisrael whatsoever. My time up. Mishum Tagasi Mirasamayavia, because David Amelach was a great grandson of Rus. Rus was a Mayavia, and there is a very big Shaila about whether or not the female Amainis and Mayavis, or Amainis and Mayavis, are allowed to come into the call. We know that the ma- their male counterparts are not. What? So, so there. Lo yavai amayni umayavi bekal Hashem. They're not allowed to come into bekal Hashem, and then uh, so you have to know whether or not they are roy lavai bekal or not, because she came. He came from Rishamayavia, so meaning there is a question regarding the lineage of. Uh, David Amelech, whether or not he was Roy Lovi Bakal, was he was he somebody that was fitting to come in to Klai Yisrael Mitzad's Mitzad's mother, Mitzad's father? It's fine, but what about Mitzad's mother? Lachen Kishabo Yisrael Amelech as David when they came to proclaim David as their king, Hikdimu Lema. They are very particular. These psukim have every word has every every shal yud has meaning. When they said Atzmecha Ubisarcha, we think of that they were just waxing poetic. No 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 they weren't waxing poetic. When they said you are our we are your bone and we are your flesh, you know what they meant to say? We believe, we're firmly committed to realizing and to accepting Sheshneim, both your father and your mother Yisraelim Gemurim, are Yisraelim Gemurim. Because that's what it means. Atzmacha is the father, and Besarcha is the mother, because she contributes the flesh. And so we're saying to you, David HaMelech, that we have no issue with you. We don't have an issue mitzad the father, and equally, we don't have an issue mitzad the mother. I there was some controversy at one point about whether or not you're Roy Lovi Bakal because of Rusa Mayavia, whether or not you're that's we're, we're, we put that behind us. We're fully committed into the belief and the conviction that you're atzmacha and you're your besarcha. You're both our bone and our and our flesh. Both mitzad your father and mitzad your mother. You're you're related to us. You're fine. You're good. 
That is the, uh, that's the Vilna Gain. I wanted to add one uh, Maramakim to this Vilna Gain. If you look back in Sefer Bereshis, in Parashas Bereshis, the Pasuk says in Beis Chav Gimel, Parak Beis Pasuk Chav Gimel, it says, Vayemer HaAdam, this is right after Chava was created. The Pasuk says that, Adam says, Zeis HaPam, this is the time. Etzem me'atzamai, a bone from my bone, uvasar mi'besari, and flesh from my flesh. And the Pasuk continues, L'zaisi kare isha, that's why we call her a isha, a woman, ki me'ish l'kacha zais, because she was taken from a man. How was Chava created? Chava was created by taking the rib, the bone of Adam, and from that, HaKadosh Baruch Hu fashioned Chava, and then he sewed up, uh, you know, the, the, the rib cage again, and that's where we have Adam and Chava. So Adam says, makes a statement, Zeis HaPam, this is the time. There is a bone from my bone, and there is basar from my flesh, meaning she's all me. She has my bone, and she has my flesh. So based on this Vilna Gain that we just learned together, I wanted to say that maybe that's the pshat in this Pasuk, Zeis HaPam, that the creation of Chava from Adam Arishain is the only time in the history of the world that a creature was created from man, both from his etzem and his basar. Normally, it's, there's a biological uh, creation. Half of a human, human being is from, a hus- from the father, half of it is from the mother, and of course, HaKadosh Baruch is the third shutuf. But the bones and, and all the white matter is from the father. The, the, the flesh and everything is from the mother. But by Chava, that can't be the case. Why? Because Chava had no what? Mother. She had no mother. She only had Adam. Adam was, like, as it were, like, sort of like a father in a sense because he was contributing everything to her. So says, the, says Adam, Zeis HaPam, this is the only time, this is the, the first and last time in history that you're going to find that somebody is created from me both from my etzem and my basar. Very unusual. It will never happen again. That's why he, he says specifically, it's only this time, it's never going to happen again that a woman or anyone will be fashioned both from my from my bone and from my flesh that she's going to be created, that will never happen again because in the future, only the bone will come from me, but the flesh will come from a mother. Fascinating, uh, fascinating uh, grain that we learned together, but I think that's the pshat, perhaps, in that pasuk. It's interesting um, that just once we're on the topic of, of Chava, Chava was created from, from Adam's bone, but she was totally created from, um, from HaKadosh Baruch HaKadosh Baruch created Chava by herself, by himself, rather, um, she wasn't biologically created from a, from a father and a mother. And there's a, a big nafkamina, uh, there's a tesis in Meseches Megillah. Megillah there speaks about the most beautiful women in the world. 
who are the most beautiful women in the world? So the Gemara says, well, there was Sarah, and there was Rachav, and there was Esther, and there was Abigail, I think. And then the Gemara says, and if you hold that Esther was really not so pretty, but she was really Yerachrei so she was green, and Chutzel Chesed Mashkala, she just had a certain charm to her, so then take out Esther, and who would you put in? Vashti, excellent. Take out Esther and put in Vashti in her place. Vashti is not exactly who we would put, you know, in, um, because we think of Vashti at the end, but before she got the acne, Vashti apparently was very pretty. But, so Tysus asks there the following question. How can you tell me that these were the four most beautiful women in the world? You're leaving out the most beautiful woman. Who is that? Chava. How do you know that Chava was the most beautiful woman? Because the Gemara says that Sarah bifnei Chava, if you would take Sarah, who was known to be so beautiful, and stand her in front of Chava, it would be the equivalent of a kaif bifnei Adam, like a, an ape standing next to a human being. Just like an ape next to a human being, you can't compare. There's no comparison in the, the beauty of a you know, human being relative to the beauty of an ape. If you would stand sorry, Menu, next to Chava, she would look like, like that difference. That great schism between, you know, that exists between a man and an ape would exist between Sarah and Chava. So Taisa says, why didn't she make the cut? Why didn't Chava make the cut? How could Chava not be on this list? So what is Taisa's answer? Taisa says, not fair. It's apples and oranges. Because Sarah was created biologically. She had a mother and she had a father. So she was a beautiful woman, but she was... Crea- was, she was these, this list was, was people that were created from a mother and a father. Chava was, was the Maisa Kappa of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. She was created by HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself, Kaviyachal. And so that is, you know, that, that's a work of art that you can't compare to, uh, to the other people on the list. I was thinking, why is it that we put atzmi uvisari ato? We put the etzem, we keep putting the etzem before the basar. We put the etzem before the basar. We put the, the, the according to the Vilna Gain, the etzem represents the father, and the, the basar represents the mother, which is a little bit interesting, just in the sense that... Um, a mother and a father are, uh, are, are very important, obviously, to a, to, a, to a child, to the development of a child, to the creation of a child, but, but the mother should always take precedence in a certain sense. Why? Because a mother, you know who the mother is. If a, if a baby is born from a mother, you know who a mother is. You know the mother that came out of the mother. A father... You don't really know who the father is. I mean, today we do because you could do like DNA testing. But back in the olden days, they didn't know who the father was. Maybe it resembled or whatever. You're, you're, it's not clear exactly who the father is. The father could technically be anybody in the world. So it's interesting yet that the, that the Torah always puts Atzmi before Basari. That you're, you're relating the child to a father and then the mother, even though obviously you need both, but the mother is so obvious, the mother, 
and the father is less obvious. So I'll tell you a, a, a beautiful thing that Reb Chaim Brisker used to be mechadid his Talmidim with. Sometimes you find in the Gemara that there were Amiraim that would ask their Talmidim certain questions in order in order to sharpen them, to see if they're, you know, to get their minds thinking and to see how sharp they were. So Reb Chaim used to do this also. In certain ways, we have a few different things that Reb Chaim used to do to really sharpen the lumdus of a, of a Talmud. So one thing that he would ask is, the Gemara says that if you have, if let's say your father and your mother at the same time call you and say to you, um, give me a glass of, uh, of orange juice. So who do you serve first, the father or the mother? Father. father. Why do you serve the father? You have a mitzvah of kibbutz, you have a mitzvah of kibbutz, why does the father come before the mother? What? Because she also has responsibility to... Exactly. Because Afhi, the mother also, has a mitzvah to be mechabed and to serve her husband. So therefore, she has to defer to her husband because, after all, she herself is, in a way, meshubit to him. So therefore, let the kid be meshubit to him over her as well. That's what the Gemara says. So Reb Chaim used to ask his Talmidim the following. I don't understand. Why are you saying that there is a chiyav to go and be mechabed your father over your mother? We know that there is a rule of bari v'shema, bari adif. If you have a choice between one thing being absolutely for sure and one thing being a question, you go after what? What's absolutely sure? Bari v'shema, Bari, yeah, the Bari always wins over a Shema. Bari always trumps a Shema. You used to be able to say that and not sound political, but you can't use that word anymore without sounding uh, like a Republican or something. So, but anyway, Bari V'Shem, Bari Adif. So, Frechter B'chaim, the mother, like I said before, is a Bari. She's for sure your mo- a person's mother. The father is a Shema, it's a Suffolk. You know, he might be, might not be. I don't mean to say that, you know, I don't want anyone to walk out of here and say, Taka, you know, but that, you know, that obviously we assume, why do we assume? We assume because there's a Chazaka, that Rav Bilas Acher Ha'av, that the Acher Abal, that the father is generally, you know, the one that's going to have a child, right? Rav Bilas Acher Abal. So we, but that's a chazaka. That's not, that's not a, a million percent sure. It's a chazaka. It's an assumption. But it's a shema. At, at the end of the day, it's a shema. It might be a very strong shema, but it's a, still a shema. So why are you saying that the child should be mechabed, the father, over the mother? The father is a shema. The, fa- the mother is a, bar- the mother's a bari. Bari v'shem bari adif. So it's true that the father, that mother has to serve the father also, that's very nice, but, but as far as this child is concerned, why does the child have to serve the father before the mother? The mother is for sure my mother. The father is a suffolk. So why do we go, why is the halacha this, that you have to go after this? What would you say? If you were in Reb Chaim's shir, what would you say? You were in the original brisk. You were in there. 
you're as sure that you, you you're as sure that the mother's your mother and the father's the father. Why? You weren't there. You didn't see it. You didn't see what? Your birth. Well, no, but you, well, no. You're you, lying on it. No, you, you, there, there are people around that, that, saw her, that saw you come out. Assuming that's the, tr- that's the case, you're right. Why would that override the fear of, the, of your mother to, like, to your father? Like, no, the, your mother for sure has to honor your father. But me as a child... Why do I have to give him precedence over her if she's definitely my mother and the father is, is not absolutely my father? Because it's, it's, not, it's not clear that he's my father, I should say. Yeah, but it's, it's still, at the end of the day, the, the, the question was asked from the father and the mother, and the father, um, the, the father should, the mother, even if, even if there is this uncertainty about the lineage, then the mother should still step down and she said, I think you're on the right track, but not a thousand percent. Well, you can also argue that if the mother has not, if the mother herself hasn't said that it, you know, this isn't uh, your child, you can argue that it's Vadai, his child. You can argue it's a Vadai in both cases. Or sorry, Mari. Why? Because she's saying that it is. Well, she not. I mean, how to put it? If there, the actually seeing something in front of you is not the only way for it to be considered certain. For example, if two Adim testified, if two Adim testified that something was true, and you know the cross-examiner having this kosher, you would not say that it's a suffake or we have a fazaka. You just say that it's true. Okay. In the case with the father, well, if the other side of the argument is outright admitting that the father is in fact telling the truth, that yes, that is that is his child. There really is no, there's no something there. There's not really a shot. Why? Uh, who's, who's the, there's no Adam here. Adam didn't see anything. Yeah, but... It's, it's, he's saying it, and we assume he's... Again, this is not to cast aspersions on any father in, in the history of the world, or every father in the history of the world, but it's just an interesting, you know, if you're going to break it down in a halachic, you know, form, this is the... Yeah. But then it might be say that even if it, let's say the father is still a shell here, but nevertheless, even if it's not your biological father, the mother still has a mitzvah to be mechad with the father. That's well. true, and I wouldn't so stop my I wouldn't stop I wouldn't stop my mother from serving him, but I would maybe myself have to serve her before him. She could do whatever she wants. That's her relationship. She's for sure his wife, but I'm not for sure his his son. That, but that's that's separate from the fact. I mean, but if before we brought in this drush of oh, you give your father first because your mother also is a mitzvah. Right. So you have your father. Then even if it's a shema, it's a shema with that as well. Meaning it's still. You might not say it's a bari, but there's still two things. There's two, I guess, compounding reasons why you should serve the father before the mother. Yeah. It's a suffix. And suffix deraisa lachmur. A suffix deraisa, you go lachmur, but again, that's it's still a suffix. Something is Bari versus Suffolk. The Bari would win over the Suffolk, even if Suffolk died Raisa. Because the Pasuk says, Give it up the end in that order. The Torah is giving you instructions on how the order 
Uh, I don't know if we darshan that. Is that is that what we darshan? Do we darshan that in that way? So this is what Reb Chaim says. I don't know if you're going to love this answer, but this is what he used to say. You know, you know, like it's not a shema because like you know it's your father. He says like this. He says that what's the discussion? What are we talking about here? We're talking about kibud. Talking about being mechabed our parents, mechabed my father, being mechabed my mother. If you would go and be mechabed your mother before your father because of this whole reason that we were talking about, that's not a covet for your mother. That's the ultimate bizayin because you're assuming, you're basically saying, in a sense, that your mother, you know, heads nuss. Or something. So if, we're, if, the, if the game over here, if the point over here is covered, so you have, to, you have to for sure be mechabed your father before your mother. Being mechabed your mother is not covered. That's the opposite of covered. So that's, that's chedude. That's how you sharpen somebody's mind. It's not, a, it's not an obvious answer, but it's, that's Reb Chaim's way of looking at something. And that's atzmi of Isariata, that there's a, an etzem and there's a basar. The father is the etzem. The mother is the basar, and we have to, uh, um, there's, there's this emphasis on understanding that there's three shutzim in a person, there's the rabbi Shalom, there's the father, there's the mother, and, uh, and we're mechoyev to be mechabed, all three. Okay, I'll be a second.